Hey everyone, welcome back to the basement. Um, this is Scott Anderson, joined as always down here with Jason Hansen. Howdy. Um, Jason or Justin Hansen's on the line um, in Omaha. I think he's eating a little bit of dinner over there. So if you hear any munching noises or a fork uh, hitting a plate or something, that's why. Do we want to play a game where we guess we guess what he's eating? Yeah, might as well. All right. Um, pasta. Ooh, uh, that was my guess. It's not pasta. Okay. All right. All right. Um, can you give me a little bit of a hint? Like, um, what color is it? Um, white and tan. Ooh, white and tan. I'm going to go yellow on the inside. Ooh, uh, white and tan, yellow on the inside. I'm going to go with a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm, close. It's a quesadilla. Ah, <laughs> off to a rough start there, but... <laughs> Anyway, let's get into this week's uh, college football. Um, we had a lot of actually ranked teams go down this week. I don't know if Jason has sat on this. Did we have more ranked losses this week than we did last week? Yes, I think we did, actually. Yeah, there was quite a few that went down, so we'll, we'll talk about some of those. Um, Michigan's in the news, obviously. We'll get to them. Um, I think we'll start first with a quick look at the standings. Justin took the lead this week. Uh, you bet. You bet. He's now has a one-game lead over Bryce, who's in second. Jason and I are still tied for third. I think we've had the same record the last, oh, like, four weeks or something. I think it's been the whole year. Jeez. Um, but then we got Dash in fifth place, and last place, Justin P. Who must be dyslexic or something. Why? Rough time making picks. Yeah, he is. Let's see if he can, he can pull it around. Um, Any, uh... Sorry, I lost my place. Um, yeah, from from standings, I mean, um, not a whole lot of change from last week. Justin got got into the lead, but he was in second last week, so no big droppers. Um, you guys got any picks trending up or down from your draft, just real quick? Justin, I'll start with you. Yeah, um, so two of my teams had buys this week, Oklahoma and Penn State. One team that I have really trended down, my group of five pick, I had UCF. I had UCF for my group of five pick. With them losing, that pretty much puts them out of out of contention because it looks like Boise State's going to win out here. So that was rough. Uh, Texas A and M lost, but that was to a good Auburn team. And um, Trevor Lawrence didn't get to play a whole lot. It's, it, he he is definitely trending down for me, but I, I I'm not going to give up hope on him yet. Yeah, I, I liked your the UCF trending down. I mean, I'm not going to throw them out yet. Um, they're still ranked. I think they're 22nd, aren't they? Uh, I believe so. That sounds right. Yeah, so, I mean, if Boise State falters, I mean, they're, they're next man up unless somebody else can impress. Um, but, Jason, you got any? Uh, yeah, TCU is my only team that's trending down. Uh, they lost the battle for the tin spittoon or whatever it was. <laughs> the iron skillet. Yeah, they lost the SMU there. Other than that, everything's looking good. Alabama is probably going to be on cruise control for a while. Jalen Hurts still looking good. Wisconsin, big statement win over Michigan. Even though I picked Michigan to make the playoffs, obviously that isn't going to pan out. Um, Auburn, another big win. Miami bouncing back after a rough start to the season. Oregon looking like a pretty good Pac-12 team, and Boise State's holding strong. 
Uh, for me, trending up, I got Jonathan Taylor as the first one. He had a really big game against um, what was supposed to be a good team in, in Michigan. Um, over 200 yards on 23 carries. Um, that offense has always been a run run first offense. So he's going to get a lot of opportunities, a lot of chances to touch the ball, score a lot of touchdowns. So I got him trending up. He might. I think he's probably two or three right now in the Heisman standings behind Tua and um, Jalen Hurts, obviously. Um, but to go along with your Boise State thing, Memphis, I got Memphis trending up just because the UCF loss that's going to help them. Um, they got a big game against Navy on Thursday, I believe that game is. Got to win that one. But And then Ohio State is trending up. I mean, they won, obviously. Um, but I got them trending up because Michigan's loss um, was, was ugly and they don't look like they're going to be much competition in that East division. So trending down, Michigan, obviously. I have them pick to win the Big Ten. Um, which I don't think is going to happen. When we did the draft, I had a chance to draft Ohio State. And I went against my gut and picked Michigan, so I shouldn't have done that. Um, Washington State, I got trending down. Um, they they gave up a 49-17 to 17 lead. Can't do that. And Houston and De'Ara King, I'm going to rule out. That's Justin mm-hmm. Pease pick for the group of five. They're one and three, and De'Ara King's redshirt, and so I'm ruling that one out. And last, I have Stanford. I think that's also Justin Pease, Pac-12 pick. I'm going to rule them out for any shot at winning the Pac-12 um, as well. I'm kind of, hey, guys, uh, guys, I got a quick question for you. Um, is is Harbaugh, is Harbaugh on the rocks here? Is Michigan fans going to start getting getting angry with him pretty soon? Yeah, I think I think we're going to touch on that a little bit later, Justin. But, yeah, we're going to talk on, about that for quite a while. So, Okay. Yeah, just hold off on that. Um, before we get to that, let's talk about any picks we missed on um, this week. I'll start. Um, the USC Utah game, I had USC picked. I'm pretty sure I said in the pod I picked USC, and then I second guessed myself and 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 took Utah. And USC obviously got that win, so I kind of I kind of feel dumb about that. Um, Keaton Slovis, their their freshman quarterback's hurt. I don't know if he's going to play this week or not. So look at that before you make your USC pick. Um, <clears throat> was really surprised about the UCF game. I didn't think Pitt was a very good team. Um, they're obviously out of the playoff comp- or yeah um, conversation. I don't know if they were really ever in it but they have no chance now. Um, Cal, I think Jason's got a little bit on Cal later. Cal, I did not expect to win that game in SEC country, but they got a big win. Um, was there some controversy in that one I heard? Yeah, I think that last that last touch, that last play, or I guess it was second to last play, should have been a touchdown. The receiver caught it, and he fell out of the end zone. Even though he caught it in the end zone, the, the, the referee called him down at the half-inch yard, yard line. And so they didn't have time to – they had one more play and they ran a quarterback seek and didn't get in. Um, but they didn't have any timeouts, so they couldn't challenge it or anything. But I think he probably scored. So if the the if the umpire – or the, the referee calls that one a touchdown, I think it, it goes the other way. But And then I missed on TCU. I did not think SMU was going to come out and play that well. TCU had three turnovers. So And then App State. Me and Justin got a big pick on App, App State. Yeah. I'm sticking on the Fighting Mac Brown train the rest of the year. Jason, the Fighting Mac Browns are are really slowing down here. Nope. Yeah, you gonna pick them this week against uh, Clemson too, or probably not? I'm gonna maybe take a back seat on that train just for the next week. But yeah, I think I'm staying on it. They're gonna make a bowl game this year. Yeah, someone someone should have picked uh, Appalachian State for that Group of Five team. I mean, they got a long ways to go. But if the right teams lose, they're probably gonna be. One loss or undefeated at the end of the year with the with a power five win in their in their back pocket. So, 
Uh, no, the one I was surprised about, Arizona State, all of us picked them. They lost to Colorado. Don't know if that's indicative of Colorado or how just like Arizona State coming off a win and they maybe had a little setback. So, I don't know. We all picked that one wrong, though. Yeah, maybe it might have been a little bit of a hangover effect. Yeah. Yeah. Briarcliff got the dub, homecoming dub. They did, yeah. PCU got the big win. Didn't all of us pick them? Yep. Justin, you got any games you missed on? Yeah, I also missed on the Utah-USC. Um, I picked Texas A&M to win since they were my SEC team. They lost. TCU, I picked over SMU. I picked Kentucky over Mississippi State. Yeah. Because um, Mississippi State's been kind of having a bad year. I was wrong there. And then also, like you said, we all picked there. Arizona State, and they lost. So, yep. That's all I had. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into big news in college football, unless you guys got anything else. Um, we kind of talked about Cal and, and Coach Harbaugh. I think we'll ask you a question about um, Jim Harbaugh, and we'll kind of go off that from there. Yeah, okay. So, I was just wondering if uh, you think Jim Harbaugh's job is on the line at all here after – since he's never really been able to pull out a big win and they kind of got monkey stomped against Wisconsin this weekend. Um, I mean, I think it is. I mean, obviously, he, this dude's winning games and um, keeping them in the top 25 year in, year, year in and year out. But I thought they were talking about this record against Wisconsin or his, his record against top top teams on the top 20, top 25 teams on the road. He hasn't had a single win since taking over at Michigan in that aspect. So that's like the big glaring issue with him is he hasn't been able to win that big game. Um, so I think kind of like, like Nebraska and Bo Pelini, like winning nine, 10 games is awesome. But if you can't get over that hump, um, it's going to be an issue, especially with a fan base like Michigan. So, yeah, I was going to compare it directly to a Bo Pelini situation. Um, just how the fans are going to react to having decent seasons every year, but just totally, imploding in a big game situation, especially that one where, I don't know, they were three-point underdogs at Wisconsin, but I felt like it should have been way closer game than that with all the hype around Michigan this year. Yeah, it. I mean, there's a lot of talk about this team being an a impossible playoff contender. Like, you, you can't get blown out in – like, yeah, you're going to have tough games on the road, but you can't go in there and, and lay an egg like they did, so – um, that's just been kind of the, the mantra of Jim Harbaugh's teams since it since he's got it to Michigan. So, um, and but but the thing is, like, if you fire him, who who would you replace him with? Is yeah. is there a guy you see that would be uh, an upgrade that's available for Michigan? I mean, I don't. It took us a while to find one. It took us two, you know, one or two coaches in between. Just one. one. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, it's hard to find somebody who's going to do better than that, especially in, like, just a five-year, the next five years. So, yeah. I don't know if you just stick with them and keep going with these, I don't know, decent seasons. Not great by any means, but they still have a chance to make the Big Ten championship, I guess. So, we should just wait on the final end of this conversation, I think. Yeah, I don't think – I don't think Jim's going to get fired this year unless he has a total collapse down the stretch. Um, but it's kind of funny. Urban Meyer um, 
who was Ohio State's coach last year, actually just turned down rumors that he was interested in the Michigan job. Um, I think just today he came out and said that. So they're already looking elsewhere and to a former rival too. And there's also rumors swirling around about Urban Meyer taking the USC job after the year. So we'll see if he gets back into coaching or if he truly is retired this year. So I thought he quit because of health issues. Is he no longer having any health issues? or? Uh, well, he said that when he left Florida, too. Oh, okay. Don't yeah. trust Urban Meyer. He's a... yeah, Dash would have some things to say about him. but Yeah, uh, yeah. Dash hates Urban Meyer. But even, at the, even last year when they said he was retired, and there was already connections with him in that USC job, so we'll see if, if Clay Helton doesn't hang on. Maybe they'll try to go after Urban Meyer. But USC did have a bounce back this week. They did. They got the big win. Um, what else we got? Um, I want to talk a little bit about the, the Iowa band incident. I don't know if you guys – Justin, did you hear about this at all? I have not heard about it. I know I talked about it with Jason yesterday. Um, so the Iowa band was leaving the – the Iowa State Stadium after the game, and they were reportedly um, pushed by the fans. One girl, I guess, broke a couple ribs. There, uh, racial and sexual slurs were yelled at them, um, supposedly. And now the, the Iowa president has come out and said that he thinks this might be the end of the Cyhawk rivalry um, between Iowa and Iowa State. So, do you think these band issues are a big enough reason to to cut out a important rival uh i don't know i think we're hearing one side of the story one side of the issue and it's kind of getting a little bit blown out of proportion i didn't know that they literally left where the iowa state ad told them not to leave literally like in front of people a whole bunch of people leaving after a very close loss i mean not saying those were called for in any way but you're kind of asking to get ran into at least some of those might have been on accident when they're trying to cross tracks or something i'm not saying the racial and sexual slurs are called for at all but just that whole i don't know yeah yeah, i agree with you on that if they if they had left um the correct way and they might not have run into because i mean we've all been to Nebraska game we've seen the streams of fans that are just pouring out of the stadium afterwards like the band's trying to wade through there people are going to run into them and i mean especially after a loss you're not going to be a super happy to have to uh, maneuver through the opposing team's band to get back to your vehicle. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's a big enough deal to get rid of. I mean, there's so much history between the two schools, especially in both of them being Iowa. I don't think it's a big enough deal to get rid of the rivalry. Yeah, I agree with you. We'll see if it actually pans out and they cancel it going forward. I don't think they will. Honestly, I think that was just, Kind of, they got their feelings hurt, and they need to come out and say something. So, yeah, I think yeah. people got their feelings hurt and wanted somebody to stand up for them. So, yeah, I think it all blow over, and next year it'll keep going on. Yeah, speaking of, hopefully Iowa State can actually get a win one of these times in in this series. But yeah. uh, moving on, um, Derek King, Houston's quarterback, just decided to redshirt and come back next year. He was a senior. Um, he played his four games, which is allowed. Um, he hasn't said, but it looks like he made this decision because Houston is one and three and he doesn't think they're going to be competitive for the rest of the year. And he wants to be part of a competitive team. Um, what do you guys think about this decision, uh, for him to just step down from his senior season because his team isn't doing 
as well as he likes. I don't know. I kind of feel sorry for all the other seniors on the team who aren't in a position to just redshirt and stay there another year. Now they're kind of screwed out of a really good quarterback. They got to play the rest of the year with a backup and probably have a way worse record than they're anticipating to have. Um, so, I mean, I get it for his sake. I don't know if he was ever going to make the NFL, but being on a one and three team, he might want to kind of reload for next year and see if they can do better, but still feel sorry for some of his other teammates for that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I feel I, I feel bad for the fans and the other seniors on the team feeling like their quarterback gave up on him. But, I mean, for him, I mean, I get it. I get why you would want to um, be a part of a winning team your senior year. It's just kind of sucky to be a fan of the team. Yeah, I, I kind of get it from his standpoint. But, like, yeah, what Jason was saying, um, he agreed to, like, like – to play with these guys and try to get as many wins as possible with these guys. And now you're just going to, like he said, you basically give up on them. Like we're not doing as well as we, we thought we were. I'm, I'm going to just try again next year. Like a lot of these guys don't probably won't have a chance next year and probably won't play football ever again. And he just said, well, that's not my problem. So yeah, I don't, I don't really like the decision. And also I think it's going to have a landslide effect in college football. Like yeah. this, this is the first guy to do this. Like, who says next year there won't be more guys? They're like, oh shit, we're zero and three. I guess I'll try again next year and, and sit this year out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. What's going to stop other people from just keep pushing it back a year? And each year you're going to have totally different landscape of teams the second two thirds of the season compared to the first third. So yeah, I think it'll be harder for predicting who's going to make it where in the future. Which I don't know if that's good or bad, but Either way, kind of just something's going to change, I bet. Yeah. I also feel like, I mean, if only if we get this on a major scale, we might get somewhere, something like we have a lot of competitive teams or a lot of really good teams and then a lot of, like, really bad teams yeah. and nothing in between. Because if they're not really good, they'll, let, they'll decide, well, I guess we'll just give up yeah. and wait till next year. A so big talent gap. Talent gap is going to maybe form – yeah, teams, so. which I don't think would make college football good because, I mean, any day, of the, any any week of the year, somebody can beat somebody else, and I think that's what makes college football really exciting. So, um, and last last thing I got something kind of kind of funny. I don't know if you guys saw the video of the two Alabama receivers doing rock paper scissors <laughs> for who got the run out against Southern Miss. I had that on here. I had it as opposite of your. Oh no, baby, what is he doing? Yeah, um, I. I I heard him talking about it. They said that they knew that route was going to score, although I don't think it scored, actually. And they wanted to see who actually got to run the deep route. So, I mean, against a team like Southern Miss, that's that's a pretty funny thing to do. So, do you think do you think um, that the coaching staff was happy about that one? I, don't, I doubt Nick Saban is a real big fan of it, but I don't know. Got to have a little fun. Yeah. It's college, so why not? Yeah, I agree. I, I, was, uh, I was a big fan of it. If Nick Nick Saban will get over it, so. yeah. All right, Justin, we get we're to your favorite segment of maps. Um, we're actually letting Justin join in this week, so we'll let him give his first school first. All right, this is the this is the team we picked. To cut, I don't know if I think it was two weeks ago, where um, that we picked Ta- Towson. We kept okay. playing Townsend, but it's I think it's Towson. 
Yeah, I'm not Where sure. is Towson University located? Uh, I didn't do enough research on this game. Um, they, we, it was at Maine, so that's not helpful. <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, give me Indiana. Ooh, I was going to say Indiana. I guess I'll go. I'll go Ohio. The correct answer is Townsend or Towson, Maryland. Oh, damn, Maryland. All, All right, right. Who's oh. what? Who's up next? I'll go. I got one for you guys. All right, the Kennesaw State Owls. Alabama. All right, that's 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 a, that's a good guess. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Indiana. Okay. All right. I like I like them both. Justin, you should have stayed in the South. Uh, the correct answer is Georgia. The Kennesaw yeah. State Owls called Georgia home. All right. All right, guys. I'm uh, I'm throwing a couple a couple curveballs and a change up into the game. Uh, we're going uh, movies. Uh, oh, oh, movie locations. All right. So <laughs> is uh, in the movie Water the Water Boy? Where are the Mud Dogs located? Louisiana. Uh, all I've I've never seen Waterboy. Oh my goodness! I get this reaction every time I say that. Um, I know they there's some relation to Gators or something, so I'm gonna say Florida. Uh, Justin, you had it right with Louisiana, the South Central Louisiana State Mud Dogs. You bet. And I feel like you guys had an advantage on that one, having seen the movie. <laughs> I knew, but I knew you hadn't. So I was gonna say let Scott guess first, but Justin already he jumped the gun on that. I'm gonna one. jump. I'm gonna jump on anything I can get the get some points for. I would have guessed Florida either way, so I guess I would have been wrong. But all right, uh, all right. This one, you you guys might be able, might know this one, but Marshall. Oh yeah, I know that one. West Virginia. Yep. There you go. What yeah. what town, West Virginia? Marshall? No. Is it uh, like a Williamsburg or something? Yeah, I'm trying to think back to the movie. We are Marshall. I don't, I don't know. What's what? It's Huntington. Huntington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Uh, Justin, here's here's a follow up question for you. What big name NFL receiver graduated from Marshall? Oh, Danny Amendola. That is incorrect. Randy Moss. Well, he's not playing anymore. No, but he was. <laughs> All right, my second, my second school, the Bryant Bulldogs. Bryant. Justin, you go first because I think I might know this one. Bryant I... University is in Texas. Okay, it's in the Northeast somewhere. Darn. We're gonna go. Bryant. What? I want to say either Connecticut or Maryland. We're going Maryland. Well, Jason's pretty close. Bryant is in Rhode Island, actually. So one of the few schools squeezed into Rhode Island. Probably takes up a third of their state. It probably does, yeah. All right, the next one. Um, this one's we go. We get harder and harder for the list here. Remember the Titans, T.C. Williams High School. What state? Mississippi. Virginia. What? Justin's correct with Virginia. Ah. What, what town, Justin? Oh, man. I can't even think of any Virginia towns off the top of my head. All right. Can't Here even guess. 
It's Alexandria, Virginia. Is uh-huh. it a real place? Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if you knew if it was based on a real true story or not. Then my next one is based on a true story. Ooh, all right. I'll, I'll quick do some Googling. All right. Based on true stories. You ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. I should know this one. Uh, it's in the South. Oh, I really should know this one. I'm going to go Old Dominion. I'm going to go with Alabama. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping through the plains. This is one it... is also Virginia. Oh. <laughs> Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, man. Old Dominion. All right, if you guys are, are Husker Hoops fans, you'll remember this name for a bad reason. Um, where is Incarnate Word? The Incarnate Word Cardinals came to Lincoln and beat the Skurs a couple couple of years ago. Illinois. Illinois? Um, Michigan. Neither of you were very close. Incarnate <laughs> Word is in Texas. Yeah. No way I was getting that one. Are they even Division One? They are. <laughs> can't play d2 schools in in basketball justin i don't on. know how long ago this was probably could a long time ago actually they the year they beat us it was their first competitive year in basketball which makes it look a lot worse all right the last one i don't think anybody's gonna get this one the movie radio the high oh. school el hannah high school what state was it located in solid flick solid flick go ahead it scott is- very good movie. It is based on a true story. Justin, I'll let you go first on this one. Okay, I'm going to go with Mississippi. Ah, that's a good guess. Yeah, I was going to say somewhere in the south. Um, I'll stay with Alabama on this one. You guys were both close. It was South Carolina. Ah, yeah. Anderson, South Carolina. Oh, it's all flick. I like the little twist you had there, brother. Yep. Yeah, that was good. All right, next, next week, I guess we got to keep getting tougher. So we'll all have a little twist next week. All right, now it's time for our favorite segment of Oh No Baby, oh no baby What Is You Doing? And uh, to open it up for my first one, we already talked about it, but I got Michigan here at number one. Um, Harbaugh has never been able to beat a top 10 team on the road. Like I said, he's afraid of the big game. Um, I believe he made it into – well, his team made it into ESPN's bottom 10 this week. It's not a good look for for a former playoff contender. Um, at number two, I got Washington State. They gave up a 32-point lead, like 32 points. They're sending it in the third strings to finish the game out. All right, let's let's just put that one on the defense because their quarterback threw nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns, yeah. So he would be good job, baby. Well, we can't put it all on the defense. They turned the ball over six times, and that's that maybe one of the side effects of the air raid offense can't can't run the clock out when you got 32-point lead. Um, Mike Leach was asked about it multiple times this week, and he does not want to talk about the UCLA game. So he's he's ready to move on. I think the rest of the Cougs are. Uh, number three, I got Arkansas. Arkansas lost to San Jose State, who is not a power, if you guys are wondering. <laughs> the SEC now has two losses to non-power five opponents, the second being um, uh, Tennessee's. Because the SEC sucks, obviously. Yeah, SEC trending down. Pac-12 got the first uh, win on the road in the SEC in quite a while. And then number four, I got Pat Fitzgerald. Um, The Wildcats of Northwestern lost again. Um, They only scored 10 points against Michigan State. Um, He was asked by a reporter um, if he liked his game game plan going into the game. 
And I got I got three points on this one. First of all, why is the reporter asking if the coach liked his game plan? He obviously liked his game plan, or he wouldn't have made that game plan. So that's my first off on this one. My second off is his response was he knows there's about 40,000 people on Twitter that know how to coach better than him. I don't think there's 40,000 people that give a damn about Northwestern football. So that's my second one. And my third one, he says, he tells his 40,000 people on Twitter to email him at hashtag I don't care. I don't think that's how email or hashtag work. (laughs) So I know Pat Fitzgerald is not a big fan of social media, but he might need to do a little research before he says stuff like that. Um, So those are my, those are my four. Do you either of you two have any to add? Um, He literally, they asked him about Jonathan Taylor and he goes, yeah, I don't think we're going to stop him. (laughs) I have a quote. Uh, Northwestern's coach, Pat Fitzgerald understands Taylor will be a present chant and, a challenge during their game, quote, I don't think we're going to stop him, Fitzgerald says. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michigan couldn't, so I don't, I don't put big faith in Northwestern, but that's, that's, have a, that's, that's a lot of confidence. Uh, yeah, so I'm putting all my money on Michigan this week. <laughs> Good for my Heisman pick, Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah, that's all I had on that. Just – Put all your money on Michigan. I think it's a 22-point line or something like that. Or on Wisconsin, not Michigan. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, that, North, that Northwestern coach was all I had written down for this segment, so you kind of uh, kind of took care of that. So I don't have anything else. Yeah, I had the UCLA and Washington State defenses in an extremely high-scoring game. Um, Akron and UMass, the bottom two of the worst teams in college football, 0-4. Facing off against each other this week uh, for the battle of the worst team. So I, yeah, I believe it was des- uh, described as the pillow fight of the year for the pillow fight of the century or something like that. <laughs> um, this will not be a good game, but I'm, I'm intrigued. As uh, Poppy yes. would say, C, 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 C. <laughs> and then my last point is the Carson King Bush Light and the Iowa Register situation going on. Oh my God. So this happened at the Iowa State game day. Carson King had a sign that said, like, running low on bush light, replenish, or need replenished, or something like that. And it had his Venmo on there, or Cash App, or something. And he ended up making a whole bunch of money off of it, and donated all of it to the Iowa hospital, the mm-hmm. Children's Hospital, is that what it was? Yep. Donated all of his money, so bush light said, yeah, they give him a year, or yeah, a year supply of bush light. And then the Iowa Register went digging in his Twitter. So somebody literally from that company told a person to go look back in his Twitter for things that we can use to against him. And they found some tweet or two tweet, a tweet and a reply or something like that, which I didn't read them. I couldn't find what they said, but they said they're racially pointed or something like that he said it they said it was commenting on like a tosh.0 skit or something yeah that's what i saw too yeah something stupid that and he was like i literally don't even remember posting it he's like i guess i shouldn't have posted it but i mean that was a whole different climate back then first of all and it was a piece how old 16 he was 16 at the time 16 
So yeah, that was. Just, I don't even. I just can't believe they sent somebody looking back in his Twitter eight years ago. Did yeah. You, did you guys see the tweets afterwards that somebody went back and dug through that that reporter's Twitter? I did see that. And and dug it, up a bunch of his racial tweets. Yeah, I did see that. And then he had a bunch of deleted tweets afterwards. So, uh, yeah, I don't like this at all. Like, oh, and then Bushlight pulled their mm-hmm. ear. So yeah, yeah. It seems to be like in today's age, like if anybody does anything good, like this guy did, we got to find out what they did bad in their past. Like, what sixteen-year-old hasn't made some dumb comments that when he's twenty-five or however old this guy is, he would be like, "Wow, I was a dumb sixteen-year-old." Yeah, like he literally was like, "I didn't even remember." talking about this it was about a tosh.0 show which i don't even know if that's on anymore yeah i i just think it's ridiculous yeah i'll leave it at that and like he was raising money for for a children's hospital why the best thing you could do yeah why did we feel the need to to find out what this guy did when he was 16 years old and also i don't really like what anheuser bush did because they they're gonna match his donation to the hospital but yeah they're pulling his is um they had like they made a sponsored beer can for him or they were going to and they pulled his his representation which i kind of get because you don't want your company to have that bad look but it's almost a worse look that you're like oh yeah we support that this this media company dug through this guy's tweets to just tear him down i've seen so many people saying unsubscribe to that i would register i bet its ratings and viewership has gone way down yeah, I saw some poll where their Facebook followers at least has dropped like forty five percent or something since it happened. So good. Yeah, that seems ridiculous to me. But yeah, and I don't know if you've seen his, like his comments or his response to it. He's been super like professional about Very, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had like a whole written out statement that he read. Yeah. So I think if anything, this guy's coming off better than than the the media yeah Yeah. i haven't seen one person actually be angry at him for his tweets no yeah well it's not even him it was a 16 year old like freshman in high school yeah yeah so and if you had to go back that far to find just one bad thing i don't think you should worry about it yeah yeah so all every famous person out there delete twitter completely pretty much yeah or just anybody in general, because this guy wasn't famous. Like, who knows? They might dig through your tweets what they would find. That's why I don't tweet very often. <laughs> or ever. Actually, my one dream is to become viral, so I will continue tweeting. But, <laughs> um, a lot of people have became viral off their college game day signs like this guy did. Um, we have college game day here in Lincoln this year, or this week, um, excuse me, Um I've heard, though, you have to be there like 4 a.m. or earlier to actually get your sign on TV. And I'm a college kid. I like to sleep in on Saturdays. So it's rough. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to make it there. Um, but do you guys have any good ideas for college game day signs? What could be the next great sign? Um, this is not my idea. But on Twitter, it was cornfields greater than Justin Fields. I like that one. I hope I see that one on TV. Once again, not mine. Not taking credit for it. Um, and I'd like so- somebody creative out there come up with something about trademarking the word "the" and make it into a sign, like bashing Ohio State. That's that's your guys's homework, you seven listeners. Yeah, uh, I like. I saw the Justin Fields one too. I I can't remember who tweeted it either, but I thought that one was pretty good. And I know, yeah, Ohio State gets a lot of hate for using "the," so it'd be pretty funny if we could get one somebody that 
gets a pretty funny sign like that. Um, kind of along the same lines. I mean, this one would not be allowed on TV because of the 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 issues with it. But I don't know if you guys all remember Jack Hoffman, the little kid that ran that touchdown in the spring game. Yeah. Uh, he has successfully beat cancer, um, which is a good thing. But then Zach Smith, obviously, last year, Ohio State's receivers coach had those um, domestic violence allegations. I thought it'd be funny to have one that Jack Jack beats cancer, Ohio State beats women. Um, but I don't I don't think you can put that one on there. And um, other than that, I didn't really have any. Um, if you listen to our last week's pod, we could have Herbie Husker mowing down. I do like that one. Yeah, the Buckeye tree in the combine or something like that. But um, Justin, you got any? I I didn't think of any for us. I just kind of looked through Twitter and looked through um, the Googler to find one. I found a kind of funny one that says it has Ricky Bobby on it. It says, if you're not first, you're Tennessee. thought that was <laughs> that was pretty funny and topical because Tennessee is a flaming garbage can. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I might have to print that one off and take it just so that somebody has it there. Um, just, just to uh, show how big game day tone to Lincoln is, I went to the UPS store today to ship something. Uh, they have a big sign in there that says, we'll print game day posters for like $30. So yeah, if you want a big fancy, very professional poster, $30 will dollars will get you that. Uh, I was going to just rip off some cardboard and print some pictures off and use some tape. Once again, we are a college kid. Yeah. Yep. Um, On my way to class today at four o'clock, they were already setting up in front of the stadium. So they're, they're here pretty early on a Wednesday afternoon. But it's going to be an exciting time in Lincoln. Um, I will go to college game day. I won't be there at 5. Might roll in around 9 or 10. But um, I think it'll be cool to see the guys here in Lincoln. Yeah. Pretty exciting watching on TV. And I've, I've seen a lot of things that said this weekend might be the biggest, like, atmosphere crowd going crazy in a long time. So yeah. And Nebraska is a 17-and-a-half-point underdog. And even yeah. with that. The Nebraska fans are going to show up. To uh, to any um, betting listeners out there, just my personal opinion: bet Nebraska. They might not win, but I don't think we're going to get beat by seventeen and a half points. So take Nebraska on the line. Um, but with that, I heard a lot of talk that College Game Day that they from students that um, coming to Nebraska isn't a good thing, and we're just going to get embarrassed on national TV. Um, I have some thoughts on this. What do you guys think about that? Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't think we're going to get embarrassed. Um, I think Ohio, Ohio State is a very good team. Their offense is extremely good, but our defense has been looking all right. I think without our defense, we might be one and two right now, yeah. one and three, I mean. But um, I would also take Nebraska on that 17-and-a-half-point line. Um, I think any good publicity is – or any publicity is good publicity, I think, as long as we don't get throttled. Yeah. Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I, I also don't think we're gonna get beat that or I don't I don't don't know if we'll win, but I don't think we're gonna get beat that bad. Uh we played them close last year. We we were had a shot to win last year, I believe. So um and we're we're playing better this year than we were last year, so I think I think we'll keep it a lot closer than that seventeen and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with Jason on this one about the no good um, exposures, bad exposure. 
Um, this is the first time in 12 years that they've thought Nebraska is really relevant enough to bring college game day here. So this is the right trajectory. And I mean, if we lose, we're supposed to lose. Like we have Nebraska has nothing to lose in this, this situation. Like um, if we get blown out, everyone's going to be like, Oh, well we expected that anyways. Um, but if we win, everybody's watching this game. This is going to be the game of the week. Um, so yeah, this, this is going to be good for the Huskers. And I think this, this added um, hype on this game is going to make the players play better and really produce. We're going to have a great crowd. Like I think, I mean, Nebraska crowds are always great, but I think we're going to have an even better one than normal. Yeah. Great atmosphere. Um, Lincoln's the place to be this week for sure. And college game, they saw that. That's why they came here. Uh, do we want to talk transition into last week and then maybe talk a little bit more about this week? Yeah. To get last week out of the way. Uh, we None of us got to watch it. We were all at a wedding. Uh, tried to get it set up at the wedding, couldn't. So, But after watching it on Sunday morning, kind of in the fast forward through all the breaks and stuff, it looked pretty ugly, honestly. Yeah, shout out Amy and Jack, by the way. I got, they got married. Um, but, yeah, we didn't get to watch it. But I didn't get to watch it the next day. But just looking at highlights and stats and stuff, um, turnovers were obviously big. We lost four last week only get had got one i think from illinois and uh, we're minus one on turnovers on the year that's not great um i've heard dedrick mills i haven't seen him on campus but i've heard he's been carrying a football everywhere with him so hopefully he has four lost fumbles in four games so that's not that's not good at all so hopefully he can turn that around um adrian martinez obviously looked like a stud over 300 yards passing 118 yards rushing he needs to be like that every week though we can't have him his run game disappear or this offense just kind of kind of flames out. Uh, Wandell Robinson's coming out party this week. He had a good game. Um, hopefully Maurice Washington can play. And then JD, JD Spielman had just quietly off to a really good start, almost hundred yards a game receiving only one touchdown. So hopefully we can get him going scoring wise this week, but quick question. Who's our second leading receiver? I think it's Mo. I do think That's it's Maurice Washington. Yeah. Justin, you know the stats on that one? I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have much. Like they said, we were at the wedding. I, I didn't really watch it the day after either. So, I just – only thing I had written down was turnovers killed us. So, yeah. Uh, like they said – I haven't looked at the final stat line, but I think our offense outgained them by quite a Ooh, bit. Yeah, it was like we, we had like 650 yards and they had slightly over 200, I think. So, yeah, it was – I think it was just turnovers near the ends of, like, their their side of the field that they were able to capitalize on. And then that's how they got out to that lead, and we had to come back. So, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as ugly as I thought, but definitely could have been a lot prettier. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, Jason, um, after last week's game, Wando Robinson is our second lead receiver. I think going into it, it was Maurice Washington. But he was, he obviously got hurt. But Jack stole his three. Yeah, good to use the tight end a little bit. Yeah, um, maybe I, that's what we can improve on is having a better second actual wide receiver. Yeah, but um, I thought Conaway Noah was going to be the big guy coming in here, grad transfer out of Cal, but he hasn't really caught on yet, other than that one touchdown against Northern Illinois. Um, I think it might have been a bit of a look ahead game for us like even at the, before this year even started they a lot of analysts had pointed out this illinois game is one to watch as an upset alert just because we have we had ohio state this week and i know players say that they they're focusing on the game at hand 
But when you have a team like Ohio State coming in, it's hard not to focus on them a little bit when you when you think you should just blow Illinois aside. So I'm not going to rule that out as a factor in, in last week's game. Uh, I'd just like to give a kind of getting off on a different page what it's about last week. Give a shout-out to Washington State, Utah, and Notre Dame for all losing so college game day could be here. Yeah, really helped us out. Shout-out for sucking. Yeah. Justin, you got anything on that other thing? Anything else on last week's game? I don't got nothing. It was ugly. Forget about it. W's a W. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. Yeah, I agree with that. I was telling somebody at work this week that last year Texas made it to the Big 12 championship game and they beat Kansas by seven. <laughs> so everybody, everybody every year has a game like this. You're not going to blow everybody out. And, I mean, you get that win, you get out of town, you get ready for next week, and, and you call it good. So, yeah, I'm with Justin on this. Sweep this one under the rug. Yeah. Don't worry too much about it. Let's worry about Ohio State. Was it you saying that you heard somebody say that Scott Frost would rather play an 11 o'clock game than sit around? Was it not you? I hadn't heard that. Uh, it was somebody else that was like, Scott. they said they heard Scott Frost say he'd rather wake up and play an 11 or 2.30 game than sit around in a hotel until – whatever it was three or two whenever they go to the stadium for a seven o'clock game especially on the road so i don't know what they think about that but they play a little better against ohio state no yeah i kind of agree with that because i mean you're um if you're playing a seven o'clock game shit you wake up at 8 a.m and you, you're not gonna have walkthroughs or anything until later that afternoon so what do you do all morning so um yeah i mean 11 o'clock games aren't great for fans but i can understand it from a coaching standpoint yeah, I think 2.30 is right in that perfect time wheelhouse. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so coming back to this week, um, what do you guys think has to go right in order for Nebraska to get this upset? Because if we win, it's going to be a really big upset. The offense starts clicking. Uh, Adrian Martinez gets in a groove. Nobody gets hurt, and we, the offense just gets on a roll, and the defense plays like they've been playing. If not – with all the hype, they click it up a notch. Um, fans are obviously going to show out. The players are going to have about as good as atmosphere as they can have. So I think we'll do our part. Uh, Scott will make a good game plan. Hopefully they execute it. So I think just the main part is the offense gets going. Mm. No turnover. Not as like maybe just one. Not a killer turnover. Right. Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I just I had written down that we need to we need to fix the turnover issue. Definitely need to do that. Um, Martinez got to keep keep up the run game, and I mean defense has to keep showing out. So that's all I had. Yeah, uh, I think other than that Michigan game last year, we have not had a really bad offensive like full game outing. So I think the offense is gonna is gonna hum along. The only problem is, yeah, if we can hold on to the football, um, and the defense, they're not gonna they're not gonna completely stop this Ohio State offense, but they're gonna have to get like timely stops, stops when we need them, or a, a timely turnover or two to really swing the tide of the game. And I don't think Nebraska is gonna is gonna pull out in front and pull away. But if we're within ten points in the fourth quarter, that'd be awesome. We got a shot. Um, I don't like our kicking situation. Oh. oh. So <laughs> don't say the K word. Yeah. So maybe we, we score a lot of touchdowns, but, um, it's a lot of extra points. Yeah. If, I mean, I, 
I'm I, I would love a Nebraska win. Nothing would make me me happier. I'd go to O Street and black out and um, not get into any bars. Yeah, be packed and spend all my paycheck on booze. Um, but if we're if we lose by ten points, I'll be happy. We showed we showed everyone that we're we're on the right path. So, um, no, yeah. Have you guys got anything else for this week? No, I'm just excited. That's all I got. Yep. Same Justin. here. Excited yep. for the game. All right. When you want to go into picks now, Justin? I know you're finishing up the the spreads for these games. Yep, I got them here. All right, I'll just start at the top of the list here. Um, Duke at Virginia Tech. It's a Friday night game. Virginia Tech is a three point favorite. Uh, didn't Jason say last week that road teams are or home teams are automatically a three point favorite? Yeah, I said that last week. That's usually what the rule is. Yeah, so this is a toss up game. Um, I took Virginia Tech just because they were the home team in in that aspect. So Virginia Tech. Uh, I took Duke based on Virginia Tech lost to Boston College, who lost to Kansas. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, I have I have Boston College and Virginia Tech picked this week, so Virginia Tech. All right, I like it. <laughs> Despite what Jason says, I don't need that negativity. Garbage teams that can't better. Than yeah. Um. All First right. Kansas lost this week, so they don't have two more wins. So I still don't have to get that tattoo. So sorry, Justin. Go along. <laughs> Next up, Arizona State at um Cal. Cal is a five and a half point favorite. Uh, I think I think the Cal Bears keep it rolling and get this win. Um, we kind of skipped over it a little bit. Um, we'll just mention it quick. Do you guys think Cal is for real? I'm uh, I'm big on Cal this year. I like them. I think they're real enough to compete and make it to a back 12 championship game. Maybe not actually win it, make it to a good bowl, but yeah, I like Cal. Um, I mean, the nature of the beast in the pac 12 is anybody can beat anybody pretty much. And I, they, they showed out and it all missed. Um, Watch out for the pac 12 after dark games, crazy stuff happens. Yep. Example, UCLA beats Washington state in the pac 12 after. Yep. Yep. So, Jason, I'm guessing you got Cal this game. I have Cal, yes. Did we all pick Cal? Yeah, I got Cal. They beat Washington earlier this year, and I think I think they're on a roll here. I think a lot – would they lose to BYU, though? Uh, um, they lost to – I don't know. They're undefeated. No, yeah, they're undefeated. Really? Uh, all right. Yeah, there you go. Cal. Yep. Washington lost to BYU. Um, Cal's – yeah, they got a good defense, got a pretty good offense, so I like them. Washington. Uh, BYU. Uh, who? Texas, USC lost to BYU. That's it. All right. Um, well, next think, up, Iowa State going to Baylor. Iowa State's a three-point favorite here. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to pick Baylor here, which I'm, means I probably should after last week. But I'm going to pick Iowa State. I got them one in the Big 12 here, and I need them to get off to a hot start in Big 12 play. So go, go Cyclones. I also have Iowa State. I think Baylor will be a decent team this year to finish off the year, but I'm just picking Iowa State. Yeah, I think Iowa State, they should they should have beaten Iowa, but dumb mistakes, so I think Iowa State's going to win this game. I like it. All right, USC going to Washington. Washington's a 10.5-point favorite. Yeah, I didn't expect the spread to be that much, um, but I'm, I'm taking USC this week. I should have taken them last week, and I second-guessed myself. USC is the most talented team in the Pac-12. I think Keaton Slowis is going to be 
um, healthy and ready to go. Give me, give me the Trojans. Fight um, on. I got the Huskies, maybe not covering. Maybe it's a closer game than ten and a half, but I got the Huskies. The only loss is the Cal, which has actually turned out to be a good team with a good defense. So, and they've bounced back pretty well in that last, well, last couple of weeks. So Washington. Yeah, I got Washington picked as my team, my team in the Pac-12. So I got Washington. I got. All right, Virginia going to. Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, um, put this one on upset, upset alert. I know it wouldn't be that much of an upset, um, but Notre Dame might have a bit of a bit of a hangover effect. I know they lost that game to Georgia, but they might come out a little sluggish. Um, that being said, I am picking a Notre Dame to win this game. I don't know. I think Notre Dame made a statement that they can compete with the top five, top-level teams last week. I know they didn't get the win, um, but I think they – are excited about maybe not and obviously not excited about losing, but how close they kept it against a team that everybody picked Georgia. So Notre Dame, I'd say they cover that Notre Dame by 14. Book it. Yeah. I got, I got Notre Dame here too. Um, I think that spreads probably a, a little high. It's probably so high because they played Georgia close last week, but I still got Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm kind of going off on that a little bit. Um, Notre Dame lost, and I would say they're already out of the playoff conversation because they don't have a conference championship game to look forward to. They do have a very good shot to win out. I think they have the second best shot to win out uh, behind Clemson. Let me look at that. 32% behind Clemson, who's at 66%. Yeah. um, But still, yeah, I don't think they're going to make that playoff. Yeah, they kind of hamstrung themselves by – being independent, but they're going to stick to it. Uh, college game day sign shout out. Uh, it said play in a conference today because Notre Dame, they touched the sign that says play like a champion today. Yeah. And somebody's sign was play, play in a conference today. Yeah. I, I feel like Notre Dame's the only Power Five team that's not in a conference, which seems crazy because they're not in a conference. So how are they Power Five? But there's an exception for Notre Dame. Um, there used to be a lot, of, lot more independence and it's kind of getting away from it because there are such. It is such a liability not to have a conference championship game at the end of the year. So, sorry, Justin, you can go on. All right, next up, we got the pillow fight of the century. Yeah. Pillow fight for the pillow fight of the century? I don't know. (laughs) Worst game of the year. Worst game of the year. Akron going to UMass. Akron is a seven and a half point favorite here. Yeah, I picked Akron purely because they were a seven and a half point favorite and FBI favored them. Um, they, I think these teams were one and two in the bottom ten article this today in, on ESPN. So watch this game if you really want to watch some bad football. Um, go Zips! Uh, I also have the Zips. Oh, Akron! I think their mascot's kangaroo. It is, yeah. All right, I got them. UMass is bad. Uh, Akron's a little less bad. Go Zips! I also had Akron strictly because I know nothing about these two teams. So, like Scott said, I looked at the seven and a half point favor. I said, Vegas, you're probably right. Go, go zip. Or I think it's just all, all knowledge here, guys. <laughs> all right. If, if, we miss, if we miss this game, um, Jason's going to hear it from all of us because he said that. But... <laughs> all right. Next up, 
Wake Forest going to Boston College. Wake Forest is a seven-point favorite. Yeah, I like the Demon Deacons here. Give me, give me Wake Forest, and I'm I'm actually lying. I picked Boston College, so I <laughs> like the Eagles here. Give me Boston College. <laughs> All right, Scott doesn't know where he's at, so I have Wake Forest winning and making the Fighting Mac Browns look a little better because they beat them. So. Yeah, fighting Mac Browns are no good. Wake Forest beat a bad team. Go Boston College. All right, good pick. Um, this next one, Minnesota at Purdue. The line is even. No one is favored. Uh, yeah, um, in this game, I'll check to make sure I do have Minnesota picked in this game. Um, I think it is going to be a toss-up game. Um, as Jason said last week, special teams, best special teams wins the game. Um, but I'm going to go. What game did I say that about? Georgia and Notre Dame. Oh, did, and did Georgia win the special team? I don't know, Justin. Are you going to check on that? Did Georgia win the special team? Dude, I have no idea. I bet they did. <laughs> I bet I was right. Uh, well, in this game, I'm going to go Minnesota. Um, undefeated. Somehow, the fighting PJ Flex find a way to win. So, I'm going to take Minnesota. Yeah, I'm saying Minnesota wins another close one. They keep that streak alive. Um, yeah. Special teams wins, I guess. Next. Yeah. No, I also picked Minnesota strictly because I think they're going to win just to piss off Scott here, and they're going to continue to row the boats just to piss off Scott. I think what's going to happen is they're going to start the season 4-0 and then lose the remaining eight. That'd be awesome. Then I can finally talk trash about P.J. Fleck. (laughs) All right. Next up, Cincinnati at Marshall. Cincinnati is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I like I liked this game. I'm glad Jason Jason added this game to be picked. Um, Cincinnati's obviously a, a pretty good team, and Marshall's a pretty good team, too. I think Marshall is going to win Conference USA this year, and I'm going to take um, the mean green here this week. Um, I have Cincinnati going in there and winning, although Marshall looked pretty good against Boise State. Uh, Cincinnati looked good against UCLA. But UCLA's bad, so and then they looked horrible against Ohio State. Hopefully, yeah, they play in between that and come out with a win against the Thundering Herd in Huntington. Huntington, yeah, Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is the Thundering Herd. Mean Green is North Texas. Yeah, I got Marshall here. I think they're going to get the win at home here. Next, uh, twenty-four, Kansas State. At Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's a four-and-a-half-point favorite, despite yeah, um, not being ranked. Yeah, I'm going to go against Bryce Bryce's uh, Wildcats down there, and I'm going to take Oklahoma State. They played Texas relatively close last week, and I think they're going to get a win this week. I'm going to go with your same logic uh, for the Notre Dame, that Oklahoma State's coming off a close loss. They might have a slow start. Uh, Kansas State. I have um pulling out the win and Bryce continuing to have a hot take with the Wildcats. Yeah. Um, I think Bryce is wrong here too. I got uh I got Oklahoma State here. Good pick. Um, next up Mississippi State at number seven, Auburn. Auburn's a ten and a half point favorite. Yeah, give me Auburn big. Auburn, uh they're my SEC pick looking good this year actually. Yeah, Mississippi State does not look as good this year. I think Auburn will win, and I think they'll easily cover that 10.5 points. Next up, Ohio State at Nebraska. Ohio State is a 17.5-point favorite. 
I know how you guys picked, and I'm going to just go and get up on my soapbox here for a little bit. Uh, as a Nebraska fan, how can you guys ever pick against the Skurs? I get I get it's for competition. Money's on the line. But I, I will take the loss. I will, pay the, I will pay the whatever money we're paying to bet to take Nebraska um, every week. So give me the Skurs, 45-42. All right, I learned this in my Ag Econ class. You got to hedge your bets for happiness here. So I picked Ohio State to win close. Um, so if Ohio State wins, I'm happy with the pick. But if Nebraska wins, my pick's wrong. I'm happy either way. So you got to hedge your bets for happiness, and that's what I did here. Also, money's involved. So we're just going with Ohio State this week for the hedging my bet for happiness. Justin, you yes. take yes. the God, I'm, I'm a, class. Oh. What's that? Do you take the same ag econ class, or what, I, what's your? I did take a few econ classes. I did not take ag econ. This is strictly business here. I was an investments major. You can't invest on your heart. You got to invest with your use your mind. Ohio State's probably going to win this game, despite me being Oscars fan. Didn't you guys listen to Tim Tebow's latest thing? It's college football is all about heart. You should invest about invest in your heart. Well, I'm cheering for the Huskers with all my heart. So, all right, all right. Yeah, and I'm not going to I'm going to be cheering for Ohio State at any point during this game. We're but, good. But, you know, just just using my head here. All right. All right, next, next up, Washington State at Utah. Utah's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I uh, 32 points is a big lead to give up, and and Utah is going to win this game. I can't, I can't pick with Mike Leach after that. I can't. Yeah, I got Utah bouncing back better than the Washington's, Wash, Washington State Cougars. Jeez. Um, Utah. No, I got Washington State coming back with some vengeance. I like Mike Leach. I like Washington State. Go Cougs. Speaking of Washington State's quarterback, nine touchdowns last week. Um, Heisman, maybe? No. no. Doubt it. Jalen Hurts. All right. Uh, next up, Hawaii at Nevada. Nevada's a two-point favorite. Yeah, I'm taking Hawaii in this one. Um, just going off of who played um, teams better. Hawaii beat Arizona, who probably looks better than Nevada beating Purdue. So I'm going to go with Hawaii in this one. Yeah, I literally picked Hawaii for the same reasons as that. So on the same page. I got Hawaii here too. They have all the same picks. Sorry. I think I have like seven different picks than you this week. So. All right. All right. We're going to have a different record this week. <laughs> uh, our obscure game of the week, it's an FCS game. Number seven, Northern Iowa at six, Weber State. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Weber State um, in Utah, by the way. I think we, we did this game for this this yes, we school did. last week. Ogden, Utah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm taking Weber State in this game to the home team. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, both really good teams. Probably a little bit of FCS playoff implications there. But um, give me Weber State. I got Northern Iowa going to Utah and getting a victory in this FCS matchup. Uh, if you guys remember, Northern Iowa played Iowa State very close um, in week one. Took them to 
double overtime or just single? I don't know. No, I think it was triple, honestly. There you go. I'll fact check it. That just means they're even better. And obviously, Iowa State's a decent team, so go Panthers. Yeah, I, I know absolutely nothing about this game, uh, but I picked Northern Iowa. Because they're purple and gold? You bet. School spirit. It was triple overtime. All right. Got Those anything are, else? Right? No, I don't got anything else. I mean, credits as normal. If you listen to the rest of the pods, you've heard our credits. Amy and Kevin Tobin letting us live here. Star Street Farms. Anderson Farms. Hanson Cattle Company. Uh, Liv Mason for the graphics. And now Claire Brown for redoing our website. Check out our website. Yep. Follow us on Twitter at Duke. D-U-P-E underscore pick underscore M. Yeah. Uh, E-M. Um, you can get our link to the website on there, I think. Yep. Uh, go Skurs. Yep. Go Big Red. Go Skurs.